Hey guys, you're listening to Mustangology, your go-to source for all things Mustang. Be sure to follow along on your favorite podcast streaming network. What is going on, guys? Hello, so hello. You've heard it. We're hanging out here, and uh, what's uh, what's in the news on on the Mustang world? Oh, J. A. Ron. Well, uh, Woodward Dream Cruise was just happening up in Michigan, which you attended. Yes, I unfortunately I was did there. not. Uh, Mustang uh, memories. Yes, that's Ford that's, HQ. Man, that's such a cool show. I think more or less because like the the knowing of like Ford with that being in the background. What do they call that building? The what the last panel or whatever? Oh, I don't know what it's called exactly. I don't know, but it's pretty I just neat. Know. HQ. All <laughs> HQ. But no, yeah, that was uh, Woodward was definitely top notch for me. Was that your first time? That was my first time. Crazy enough, I've uh, I actually drove up there two years ago and had to turn around and come right back. <laughs> for so why? I uh, I was on dealer duties. Oh, I had to come back and sell some cars. Nice. But uh, no, yeah. So. Who are we talking to today? Uh, Mr. Travis from CDC, Classic Design Concepts. Oh, that's up there in old Michigan house. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. So let's, uh, you want to go ahead and give him a call? Yeah. Cool. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Doing well. So you are on the Mustangology podcast with Jaron, which is myself, and Trevor. What's going on, Travis? What's happening, guys? So tell us about your week. I was actually up at uh, old uh, Woodward, and I didn't know you were there because I, I haven't met you yet. But how was Woodward for you? Oh, man, it was good. It's uh, chaos. I mean, I live real close. To Woodward, so I'm always like on the weekends. I'm the guy, you know, cruising on Friday nights and hanging out. But on uh, Dream Cruise, it's a whole nother beast. It's just like, I mean, you see it. It's miles of the world's coolest traffic jam. I guess. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty sweet, but yeah, Saturday is like the big Dream Cruise day. But like the week leading up to it, it's really like really where it's fun because you can go out and actually cover some distance and hang out and you know bop around and see all your your friends and uh but saturday it's pretty jammed but uh the cool part about saturday i guess too is uh it's mustang alley so on like the very south side of woodward is um on nine mile road they have mustang alley so it's all shut down and it's basically just a giant mustang you know car show yeah yeah, no, that was, uh, I think the craziest part about that is I got there at like 6.30 in the morning, and there was a line for probably miles and miles just to get in, which was insane, and, and the only good part is, is I had vendor pass, so I was able to kind of bypass everyone, but as yeah, it, I think people like camp out there, man, it's crazy. That's oh, crazy. They, they have to, I mean, the amount of vehicles that were there, I mean, I was driving on and on, and I'm going, this has to stop eventually, but uh no, that was that was actually my first Woodward uh, event, and I was beyond blown away. It was it's just kind of cool to be able to walk down the street and literally everything Mustang and and all different types. I mean, I seen a guy with uh, Lambo doors, which is pretty neat. Have, that, it's just, <laughs> and then those Ford know? racing shoes you sent me. Oh, <laughs> can we talk about those Ford racing shoes just for a moment? So Travis, uh, I was sitting there. I'm I'm an amateur photographer, just iPhoneographer. iPhoneographer. There you go. And I was shooting this uh, car, and it was kind of like a cool scenario where these guys were standing, 
had a cool like car in the background and I started shooting it. But then I come to realize this guy had Ford <laughs> racing shoes that had the emblems on it, like Ford oval on the back. We're going to, we'll actually put it up on our IG story here in, here in a second, but it is a Ford racing shoe and it looked like it was from early nineties, yeah, late eighties. Typical dad. Shoe. Oh, sweet. No, they were insane. But, uh, so it's that a throwback, I was thinking it was like some DIY. Some guy was like, Oh, I got no. extra emblem. This had to have been licensed from Ford. They yeah, were that like legit. Out of the catalog. Oh, that's cool. Catalog. So maybe if anyone's listening to this and they know where to find those, please let us know. <laughs> I will definitely get a pair for all three of us that are doing this right now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Well, um, so obviously you work over at CDC, so kind of give us um, a rundown of what you guys do up there. Yeah, uh, I work at Classic Design Concept. It's kind of a mouthful. We go by CDC. I think a lot of people talk to us about you know, or say our name as CDC, and we're not to be confused with the uh, Center for Disease Control. Um, but yeah, so we do Mustang styling parts. So uh, I think we're like most well known for our light bar or style bar. A lot of people call it for the convertibles. Um, we make a, a bunch of other products. Our kind of like S550 line is for the uh, called Outlaw. So that's like a full package. It's on the 15 to 17 cars. It's a tin spoiler, a grill, um, rockers, obviously the light bar. Or if you have a coupe, it's a it's a roof spoiler and as well as a outlaw spoiler and a whole bunch of other parts. Um, yeah, we've been in business for about 30 years and have always kind of stayed in that like style game. I guess not as much in the performance oriented stuff, but the gotta look cool parts oh yeah for sure and then yeah so you kind of touch base on the 15 17 stuff obviously the uh the 18 plus is is new i saw you guys had a few new things up at woodward that you were showcasing yeah so at mustang alley we had um an 18 or 19 i'm not even sure uh the year but anyways uh, on the new faces uh, the facelift we have a new winglet part uh, which is basically kind of in that lower I don't even know how you call it. It's like, call a, like a load of fog pocket. light. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I call it like a jowl, like on a dog, but pocket is probably a better term for it. But yeah. Anyways, it's like a, it's a splitter there. Um, and, uh, just a small little subtle piece. And, uh, the rest of our outlaw stuff works, obviously carries over from all the other, the rest of the body of the car is, is uh, carry over from 15. So it's kind of cool. Oh Yeah. You know, one thing that I'm looking at here, I'm actually um, on your site scrolling on through. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, this spoiler, rear uh, deck lid spoiler for the mm -hmm. 15 plus, that is super aggressive, but actually like all subtle at the same time, which is kind of tough to normally get all in one. Yeah. Thanks. That's like a, that's one of our most popular items for sure. Um, and that is kind of like the MO, I guess, of CDC. It's like our design theory or language i guess is like you want to like i mean obviously everybody's like a diehard mustang person's like oh that's a what you know that's different it's than a, a stock car they can tell that's an aftermarket piece but you don't want somebody to like kind of your casual fan be like okay that's a different but i'm not sure exactly why that's different right i don't we're not like trying to be the most in your face about stuff you know you kind of want that like this feel like a term, I guess, from like Euro cars, OEM plus is yeah. kind of the, it's kind of the, the, the thought there. So 
Um, but yeah, like our, a lot of the stuff we do is really well thought out in my opinion, but like the, you're seeing like the rear spoiler, how it's got like, there's two little indents in it, I guess, or like body lines, which carries over from like the OEM body lines on like the 15 to 17 cars. It starts in the hood, goes through the roof. And then we like add it onto the, the spoiler. So it's like a whole, you know, kind of, uh, natural design, I guess. Yeah, it all yeah. flows. Yeah, there's definitely some. You can tell that there's thought put into it, rather than, hey, let's make this part and throw it on there. I think. <laughs> I, yeah, like can, <laughs> how much kick can we put on the spoiler? Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's not really what we're looking for, but some people are. Some people are. So it's that's kind of like a refined version of it. And I think we can say the same about the uh, high mount point spoiler. That's yeah, that's, that's pretty clean. And and typically. I don't know. I haven't seen it very often on on Mustangs. No, actually, um, Mike Simone. Yeah, he put it on his. He's really? on his. Yeah, and if you look at it, because I'm looking at it right now, like the the little like angles or the little edges. Yep. They match the the rear deck lid spoiler as well. Like if you had both of them, yeah, it'll flow exactly. Nicely with both of them keeps the same body line going all the way down. Yep. So. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a subtle little little part you know that's a like i said somebody will be like i don't know what's different there but you know i mean it's like upon further inspection you realize like that's something but you know what i mean you kind of want to see like you know what i mean you don't want to be in your face that's at least our thought was just we don't want to be in our in your face about everything so yeah. it's just uh just kind of the, the way we've been we design parts i guess yeah so um how far back you said you've been in business for 30 years now or right around 30 years so what yeah. are some of the the mustang things that you have done throughout uh history or in the past yeah so man we started with like fox body stuff um and that was like our light bar and and that's like i said like it kind of it, it harkens back to like the GT 500, 67, so they have the uh, the style bar, I guess. We have we call ours a light bar because we put a third brake light up there, but um, that was kind of, we started by, actually my dad started the, the business, um, and he's been like a, a real like Mustang fan his whole life, right? So he's been into the vintage car, that's what started him, and that was kind of his idea was to like take the design cue from the GT 500 and bring it into at the time was the Fox body. Cause that was the, the car of that era. Um, and you know, it designed, designed that light bar and then SN 95s came out. We did that stuff. Um, and you know, the same thing like style bar. And, and then we designed like a bunch of other parts with chin spoilers and side scoops and, uh, side exhaust and, and that kind of thing. Um, and we, and back then there was a, uh, I don't know, so in 1969, the, designer at must at ford for the mustang he designed the boss 302 his name's larry shinoda mm-hmm. you guys familiar with that name yes sir oh yeah so he, he did like a shinoda edition mustang and we got to actually um work with larry on that so we designed like the all the graphics and he used a bunch of cdc parts on it which is kind of a cool thing you know larry's kind of like a legend um and he, that was that was some stuff we did he also took away the, the early scoop on the <laughs> 69 to the 70 models What's that? He took off the side scoop off the 69 to the 70 model. <laughs> yeah. So that, and then we did a couple other things like early on, kind of in that era, we started working with Celine and Roush. And, like we provide our style bar to Roush and still do. Um, and through the years kind of like helped. I think in like 99, we developed a, uh, a shaker system. So again, 
throwing it back to, you know, the old school Mustangs. Um, you're kind of getting with the classic part of CDC that now comes into uh, into play here, but the, the shaker scoop, and then we um, developed that and kind of caught some attention. And it came time when, you know, the 03 Mach 1 came out. So um, we got to use, basically they used our, our original like shaker car, our 99 car to kind of develop that for, you know, the design studio and then kind of influence the design for the 0304 cars. That's awesome. Which then I guess led into the shaker hood for like what, 15 to 18? Well, like it is super popular in the 0509s too. Yeah. So yeah. What, well, yeah. I mean, 0509 is certainly like the, I would say like of the late model cars, like the most, uh, you know, vintage inspired designs. So like a lot of our stuff are the 05 to 09 cars. That's kind of like our, our sweet spot right there. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we made that looks really good on those cars. Yeah. And it, it, the, in 05, that was when it kind of, they, they semi-retroed the car, like from the, the SN95 and the New Edge stuff. It, uh, it yeah, was more retro. right. They got fog lights um, on the GTs and, you know, that kind of fastback look to it was definitely more um, vintage, I guess, inspired. Yeah. So going all the way up to the S550, it looks like you guys yeah. did a design with the Shaker hood scoop, which do you still offer? Yeah. So, yeah, we offer it starting in 99, and the S550 stuff isn't quite available yet. We just did a uh, development car, like, of our own in 18, because of the Gen 3 Coyote, again, changes everything. So The Orange Fury All that stuff is, uh, what's that? The Orange Fury. Yeah, the Orange Fury. Yeah, Yeah, that thing's bad looking. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, You know, I'm not sure, like, just in my own opinion, like, I was like, okay, is this going to be, you know, like, the S550 is such a departure, you know, how everybody had heartburn about when that car was coming out, you know, <laughs> oh, it's not a Mustang, blah, 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 you know, two Euro inspired. So I was curious, like, it's maybe not, you know, or a shaker or something vintage inspired, you know, was it the most, that's why it kind of took us a while to come out with it. Cause it was, we were focused on outlaw stuff, but you know, were people going to be looking for a shaker on a, on a S550 Mustang just cause it is so different. Yeah. I mean, looking at the like the paint to match with just the black shaker system hood on this yeah. looks so freaking good. I mean, that's something that I would probably install tomorrow. But yeah, wh- as far as like function goes, I mean, what are the increase? I guess of the functionality of it. What are you getting out of the actual shaker hood? Uh, we don't claim like any power numbers, but yeah. it is functional. So yep. anytime you got like a high pressure area there, like on top of a hood, as far as like aerodynamics go. Yeah, you have a scoop and you're, it funnels everything we do, pipes directly into the airbox, you know, whether you have an OEM airbox or a cold air intake. And, you know, we, we, we make all the, the, the plumbing go right to that uh, airbox. So I guess intake air temps probably get lowered. But yeah. as you're going faster, more air then goes into the intake, you know. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, I don't, I'd love to actually do some like data logging on it and just see where you know before and after what kind of a performance stuff we never really like threw a number at it yeah i mean it's definitely it can definitely benefit obviously you're getting uh colder air from the exterior versus inside the cabin so i mean it could definitely be beneficial it still does this but but like people used to like pull headlights right to get more flow 
on like drag racers, right? Just to get more airflow there. So that's essentially a cooler version of removing your headlight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine just like an S550 cruise around town, one headlight. <laughs> I'm sure there's one somewhere. Uh, <laughs> he's out there. Yeah. He's out there. Um, so I moving on to the next thing now that we kind of, you know, discussed all the things you guys are doing right now. One other thing that I know you're doing is you're building the, is called Project Elder. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, no, it's called Respect Your Elder. Yeah, Respect Your so, Elder. Oh, so that's kind of like a, a play on words there. So like, it's not uh, respect with a T, it's just respect. So like specking the car with the technology that's available to us 50 years later. So the car is a 69 GT500. Um, actually kind of a really cool color combo for all the nerds out there. It's like a, according to the Marty report, I think it's like one of four cars, but one of nine with a color combo, which is Gulfstream Aqua, which is kind of a teal color and a gold stripe and then white interior or parchment interior, technically it's called, but kind of a funky, you know, 60s, 70s color combo that we all love um but yeah it's being completely restored to a we'll call it a concourse in quotes level um as far as like correctness of all the goofy stuff with like attention to detail you know all the wax markers and all the nuts and bolts is the right color but kind of hidden behind all that stuff is as best we can. I mean, obviously, a discerning eye will tell you that it's not 100% correct, but it's going to have um, ride tech suspension, you know, coilover stuff, wheelwood brakes, um, widened OEM wheels, um, and Holly fuel injection on the um, Cobra Jet motor. So that's pretty cool. Just a lot of the stuff. We're going to have a five speed in it from Tremec uh, instead of a four speed top loader kind of basically want it to be you know a lot of people like to do concourse level restorations of those old cars and then they kind of it's like the trailer queen yep. nobody's like wants to really drive it and it's like man i did all this restoration work and it's you could eat off the bottom of it but <laughs> i don't want to you know what i mean ever like harm any of that so kind of what we're thinking is like you want to get out and drive is, it yeah and like you know we want to like show people that like don't be afraid to do that because like it's a rare car and what we're trying to do is add value to it because what we're hoping is to like to keep the vintage Mustang, you know, crowd and fans, enthusiasts of that, you know, alive in the respect of like, they want to drive it, you know, mm-hmm. you want to be able to like hop in that car and take it on a road trip or go on the weekend and do that. You know, you don't want to be keeping one eye on the radar, you know, Oh my God, it's going to rain or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Five speed helps on the highway and that kind of, you know, EFI stuff is reliable. Basically just turning it into, a modern, as modern as we can, as modern as we can without offending everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and turning it into like a full blown pro touring car. Oh, so obviously sure. it's, it's kind of walking that line. We've done some like kind of slick stuff with like the radio and everything is going to look original, but you know, like magnetic phone mounts that everybody has on their, uh, they put on their, um, air conditioning and, uh, the HVAC vents. Mm-hmm. So we're like burying a magnet behind like the, dash pads you can like have your iphone up there and use you know waves and uh but like when you take it away you look at the car and it's like oh it's a completely stock car so we're nice. trying to like we're trying to be sneaky and in, in a lot of ways you know as, as much as we can yeah but it's still functional and drivable and you can go out and enjoy it 
Yeah, right. So respect your elders, I guess. It's just it's kind of a shame, like just restoring a car and just kind of putting all the old tech back into it. You know, we've come a long way in 50 years, and there's a lot of really cool aftermarket stuff out there for those cars. But you also want to kind of have the feeling of what driving a vintage car is like. You know, yeah. You know, you know we're not coyotes swapping it for that reason. You know, it's going to have turbojet motor. It's going to be have all the, the stuff that kind of gives you that good feeling about driving a vintage car, but with all the, you know, not with all the question marks. Of, yeah. I'm going to get there, but what about getting back or whatever? Yeah. Like when you go over 55 miles an hour and the speedometer just starts shaking, you can't even see how fast you're going. Those, <laughs> yeah. <those kinda. laughs> yeah. Like I know that all too well. 390 gears and a four speed and you're not going to get too far on the highway drum brakes or yeah <laughs> I remember, exactly i remember the first time i drove a three speed um well reverse is first so oh, I, yeah. I put it in first gear and i start going backwards i was like okay uh, <laughs> yeah going going fast and braking with drum brakes is probably the sketchiest Scary. thing out there especially in a 66 but um yeah we we have a, a 70 a cougar which I know it's not a Mustang, but essentially yeah. is a Mustang. But it's oh, yeah. four wheel drums. And that car is completely <laughs> original. And that and that's kind of the fun of driving that thing. It's like driving around town. It's just a big old like sloppy mess. It's got <laughs> and that's... Three, three speed, but yeah, no no sway bars and, and drum <laughs> brakes. So it's uh it's it's kind of a handful. It's just fun going the speed limit. <laughs> yeah, really. And that's the one where you like if you squeeze the steering wheel, it honks, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. That, I always thought that was the craziest feature. I couldn't figure out. This old guy like pulled up to us and thought he was cool when I was in high school. Which I, <laughs> at, now I look at it, I was like, this guy was actually cool. But he pulled up to yeah. us and he was like, "Car honk," and it would honk, and I'm like, "What?" He, he's keeping his hand on the wheel. Well, stupid us. We didn't even know, but so now I know. So for those people that don't know about the Cougar, yes, you squeeze the top of the steering wheel and it honks. Pretty cool feature. Back then. And like some uh, sequential taillights on those cars are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of, uh, you know, obviously those available from the factory now, but that's kind of a, a cool uh, feature. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't a lot of guys put those on the, the GT500s? Like they can put those sequentials on there? I don't know. I feel like I've seen that before. <laughs> like the old Yeah, ones. and the old Shelby taillights, they're very similar to like the Cougar. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think Thunderbird had too. Well, you know, so talking about just you, you've probably been around tons of different Mustangs. You've seen it all. I mean, what what is the main Mustang like? If you could have any, which one would you which one would you choose? You can build it. You can buy it. You've seen it. Which one Man. would you take home? I don't know. I hate to like throw it all like kind of go to where I'm like expected to go but like a 69 mustang is probably in my opinion that's like my favorite looking yeah it's hard to not say like a boss 429 because it's kind of like the holy grail but i might do like just like if i if someone who if i had like the budget wasn't even a concern i'd probably get the 69 mustang and just go like full crazy pro touring and just have that thing built to the nines how would you Make power it, it? that's i don't know i definitely wouldn't be coyote eco boost uh, probably <laughs> what's that eco boost <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
I like those focus SC modes. Maybe I've got two liter eco boost and throw yeah. everybody a curveball. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, there's some, I don't know, just something loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Like a sock motor. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, a sock motor would be cool. <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably just something, just a kind of a custom built motor off of 302. So whatever. 347 stroker motor or something crazy like that and just high compression naturally aspirated v8 very nice i I can agree with you there yeah i concur yeah i'm gonna gonna stand with you there on that one that's uh, That's kind of like where everybody goes with it it's like you know it's like an obvious kind of era of the cars but i don't know yeah everybody's got their own twist when you kind of get to get to play with it and know what works back then you know style wise and all that oh yeah um, go. On, I just thought about this. You said you, uh, when you mentioned um, Larry Shinoda, you worked yeah. or you helped work on the SN95, the Boss Shinoda car? Yeah, yep. So, so I, think it's, I think they were 95s. Did you have anything to do with that rear spoiler on those? Yep. So I've yeah. heard that it, it was called like the Gulp or the Big Gulp spoiler or something like that. And if you look at some of them, you can still see where there's like two little circles on the back of it. And it's like, it was a joke or something like that. And you could literally put like two big gulp uh, drinks like on the back of it. <laughs> have you heard that I story? I have not. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I was like I five saw years one. old and those cars are coming out. So oh, I don't really you. like, but I should know that. I mean, like if, if I just kind of threw that out there a little fun fact about cdc and i don't know the the big gulp story yeah no i uh, some dude told me at a car show and then i i actually ended up seeing one and i looked at it and i actually saw like they said a lot of people kind of filled them in and made them smooth but one of them i saw it literally had like two indentations and it, it was like two little round circles so it's kind of it's for the dine-in drive-in days <laughs> pull up fries and a drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great um you know, one one thing. So going back to real quick on your build, because I I'm always I always question this, as far as color, because everyone I think always goes their own own way with color. But what Ford factory color would you go with? I don't know. Part of me wants to go like grabber green. Yeah, just something kind of out there, but. There's a really cool blue color. Um, it's kind of similar to like that the latest uh, Ford Performance lineup. They call it Ford Performance Blue. Mm-hmm. It's actually called Guardsman Blue. Back oh, yeah. in the 60s, that's what they called it. Yeah, that's what it's they very used on similar. the 350s. The GT350 stripes are Guardsman Blue. Yeah, so that might be like, like as far as that goes, that might be the, the coolest factory color. Because like you'd have to live with it. Like I like Grabber Green. I like all those cars. I like all the cool colors. I say I like it, but not driving like, it every day. If you're committing to it, you know, it's like, man, maybe like I'm not that daring when it comes to like that, you know. I don't so, know. With, that with might be something the one like that, that I could live though. with every yeah. day. Exactly. Something like that. High power, loud. Grabber green wouldn't look too bad on it. <laughs> yeah. Grabber green, just crazy houndstooth interior, just do all the like, yep. all the out there stuff on it. That okay. might be where I'd go with it. So That might be a coin flip uh, opportunity there. I might have to decide. <laughs> like stay subtle with it or just go full full crazy heck yeah well one kind of final question here 
And uh, this is one that Jaren and I always like hearing. We always ask, like, so what's your Mustang story? Um, when's the first time that Mustang kind of came, like, first time that you've seen a Mustang? And, and why did you, I guess, where, where has your passion driven towards a Mustang over the years and why? Man, well, I kind of I mentioned it earlier. My parents owned CDC, right? We started it. My dad started it in my uh, uh, childhood garage. So he was making light bars as like a side hustle in the garage. We always had Mustangs around. I was pretty much born in a Mustang, I think. Um, it's always been part of my life, a huge part of my life, right? Um, so yeah, I guess that's really, there's like baby pictures of me on top of like 428s, like with, you know, just all sorts of funny things. My dad had a boss 429 when I was a kid, like all that kind of stuff. There's all these pictures of me. So even before I knew what a Mustang like really was and all that stuff. That's where that, that story started for me. Yeah. But I guess really like as a, as a, someone who can make their own kind of opinions and decisions, I guess like, I know like when it came around to like the Mach ones, like I mentioned earlier, when we had something to do with those 0304 cars, that's to me kind of, you now I was like 13 years old and seeing those cars, I was like, that's really, really cool. And, and I was learning what like a shaker was and why that was cool because of the old cars and, and that kind of stuff. And since then that I've really been my, like I've been knee deep in Mustang for, for since then. So yeah, that's yeah. really to me kind of like the, the turning point of it being just like force fed. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. Being like, born, born into, you know, it. Uh, conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely almost like chosen for this life um but you know that's that to me was that's actually the first car i ever drove was a an 03 mustang um so when i was like 14 years old i got to take one on a racetrack and that's kind of to me like that's why those cars to me are really special for that reason but also just like kind of knowing the backstory and you know having having something to do with it and kind of be behind the scenes on that car despite being you know super young not having really anything to do with it, but having kind of the insight on it is just kind of a, those are special cars to me. So, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely, awesome. I feel like a thing that's most common with everyone. It's like when the heritage, when they know the heritage of the Mustang and you've kind of been around it, that's what kind of drives that passion to keep going. But awesome. Yeah. Huh? And thanks. That's a, you know, it's, it's just like, I don't know. It's hard to, it's really like a interesting vehicle in that sense. And people, you know, there's a lot of people, everybody's got a great Mustang story and it's, it's really unique. Well, definitely. Well, Travis, we appreciate you taking uh, your time to get on uh, over here at Mustangology Podcast, and uh, thanks for kind of sharing your your history of it. And uh, I, I have now a picture of your dream car in my head. We so. need to see the picture. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to see you build that one out. Yeah, and we need to see you scan those um, those baby pictures in and post it up on the Classic Design. Yep. Or the CDC. Uh, yeah, the send them over to us. Yeah. Too. <laughs> that's actually that should be a a real good embarrassing moment for myself. No, I think yeah, be I cool. definitely will do that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All well, right, man. Well, thanks, appreciate you, Travis. Thanks. Bye. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think uh, his uh, dream build. I'm like sitting over here. It's it's funny because every time I hear someone's like build, it it's crazy where people are gonna go. It's like S550 wide body slammed. Like that's. When someone first asked me, that's kind of what I think. I think yeah. it's, it's modern, but definitely going back to like the 69 year, just knowing the heritage and everything behind it to restore something like that would be pretty cool. So, yeah, if I did an old one, it'd have to have all new technology underneath. 
I don't yeah. like driving the old stuff. You don't like driving sketchy? No. Definitely. Well, I've done that all through high school. And, you know, when you're in high school, you just think you're invincible. Yeah. So things got really sketchy <laughs> there. But we'll save that for another time. But uh, I guess that is it, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening in. Be sure to uh, like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on podcasts. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.